there, Skip. Now what in tarnation are you doing up there on that ladder? Oh, uh, can it, Biff? Don't be such a wet egg. Now wait just a belly aching minute, Skip. Is that a paintbrush in your hand? You bet your bottom dollar. I told me to paint this chicken coop, and it's taking forever and a day. You're all hot and no cattle, Skip. Paul's gonna be itching for a switching if he gets home from the quarry and you ain't done painting that coop. And how? Now listen here, Skip. I got a trick that'll really razz your berries. The Pretty in Paint School. The what? Pretty in Paint School. It's all up there on that internet thing they got over in Roswell. You can learn things like, how do I paint hard to reach places? Like a chicken coop. That's right, Skip. You can also learn how to paint cabinets and how to do straight cut lines. I'd have it made in the shade. But a school like this? That's gotta cost a lot of clams, no? Go for a swim, Tuna Head. There's no charge. You just have to hightail it over to prettyandpaintschool.com where hip cat Tila will teach you to paint like a pro. No matter if you were a small fry or a tadpole, everyone is welcome. So guys, gals, and all other pals, we'll see you over at prettyandpaintschool.com. You think house painting's hard, but it really ain't. Check out Pretty and Paint. Today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Denim Radio. This is episode 029. That is nine in Francais. Um, we've uh, successfully escaped the Twilight Zone. Um, uh, Josh Josh's has retaken the wheel. <laughs> Roles have reversed. Everything is back as it should be, honestly. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It was definitely a fun, a fun little experiment. I'm sure we will go down that road of insanity one more time. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed last episode. We were we were going to add our little uh, prelude and our preamble and conclusion like we normally do, but we're like, it's already pretty girthy. And that was after cutting half of the Danny Garrison episode. But uh, he, needs just, he just needs his own one. So we'll wait once he's back from all these tours that he's on. I'm sure he'll have stories and we'll uh, we'll have a good chat with him. But yeah, and all the other guests that were on it, fucking... Ace man, Ace Ventura. I loved it. And fun times. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully you folks at home enjoyed it. It was definitely a little bit unorthodox and uh there were some pretty hilarious sponsors on there. Shout out Scotty B. <laughs> but uh yeah, as far as real sponsors, thanks again. Pretty pretty in paint school. Hope you guys are bouncing over to their uh website slash Instagram slash whatever and uh educating yourself in the ways of the of the paint not the taint just the paint so yeah thank you very much your uh 
you uh helping out our podcast is very much so appreciated we we love it so if you have anybody else wants to help out for future episodes we'd love to have people aboard we like working with people that are you know diy doing cool stuff so let's let's keep this show rolling yeah and then uh ty scolded me he woke scolded me off the air and said josh you got it that's not the right terminology at all (laughs) he scolded me and he said josh you need to be hyping up the shit more you need to be hyping up the label more and i thought it was but i guess i'm not doing enough so go to www.highenddenimrecords.com because we do we're a record label we sell records and i don't i don't want to say it because i don't think it's probably going to be set up yet but we're working on some more cool stuff for the store to make their so we we get it shipping is a freaking bastard right now like i've had people reach out like i want to order some stuff but i you know you hit check out and you got fucking another 80 bucks of shipping to get to get this stuff to me so not a lot we can do about that that's just it is what it is i mean we've got we've got beef with canada post right now because we won't get into that but packages are are going missing and it's quite frustrating but yeah we're doing what we can do but there's there's always an option to get you our stuff so highenddenimrecords.com highenddenimrecords.com if you like this podcast you're gonna love high-end denim records so many uh good releases and good bands and just in case uh, anybody listening didn't know that this podcast was tied to a record label there you go so <laughs> josh uh okay i've done i've done my part that's all i wanted to say to the people what, what do you got for us it's uh no you're right because uh I guess we just make a lot of assumptions that people are going to know, hey, this is a punk rock podcast, but yes, we are a record label and, you know, we're trying to be like a little bit of a community, right? we got lots of bands, like I said, can do it quick since we didn't do any any sort of, uh, you know, preamble last time. So if you're wondering why I was a little sleepy for the first half of that interview, if you listen to, if you haven't listened to episode 028, The Twilight Zone, press pause right now go check that one out because uh yeah i was a little bit ty just threw me the wolves i didn't no idea what was going on he's like i got this buddy so he he scheduled all the interviews himself kind of steered the ship so i didn't know what was going on i didn't want to say too much in case i ruined because he had games planned and stuff i didn't want to ruin anything but it was definitely interesting to because i didn't i didn't know any a lot of those people until you got to dan i never met any of those people so it was it was cool to to just kind of be a a booger on the wall and, and that interaction. How did you enjoy yeah. being the host? Hold we're, on, really, obviously we're co-hosts, but yeah, no, no, like like we said before on the podcast, you drive the podcast, you know, and uh, yeah, to see see you as a a booger on the wall. That's how I usually am, right? <laughs> when you have your conversations with your friends that I don't know. And it, it was a great time. Anybody, yeah, if you didn't listen all the way through the Twilight Zone podcast, you know, there's some Easter eggs in there. So check it out. But yeah, Josh was busy and he was away on tour. So I uh, I went ahead and lined up the guests for the podcast, last podcast, and we kind of had some fun with it and, and dicked around a little bit or whatever. And it was a great time, but I'm eager to get back to the the usual format. You know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, no. it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work uh, for me. Well, I mean, but, I don't usually include five people at once because, uh, yeah, that is a lot of work. There's a lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. and you, the way you were doing it, you know, all of a sudden it'd be like, just as we're wrapping up the one interview, it'd be, you know, yeah, it was Joe, all nobody in, in has real entered time. the waiting room. 
I wisely put the waiting room on there because as Ty, Ty and I crashed some parties before because there's a waiting room. All of a sudden, we're in the middle of an interview with somebody else. But this time, we made sure we had the the parental controls and we kept people out till we were ready for them. And yes, that went well. And plus, Ty could go take his patented 17 different piss breaks throughout the interview. So since he was since he was steering the ship, he couldn't just peace out in the middle of the interview like he's been known to do. He had to. He had to be there and be involved <laughs> and engaged. But yeah. Yes. But yeah, as as you alluded to, um, I think you talked about last show. So yeah, high-end denim legends, Lost Planet Airmen, flew in from Winnipeg. They landed in Edmonton on Thursday evening. We rented like uh, one of those 14 passenger vans. Um, Ozone picked them up from the airport. Um, while I was um, setting up the show in Red Deer for the evening. And just due to an upcoming show that we have with Mad Caddies, actually, it'll be like a few days after this episode airs, like the next week on the next Thursday. Um, Trash was kind of forbidden to play. Damn proximity clause. Ho, ho, ho. So, uh, but I still, I still quote unquote promoted the show. So I set it up. We brought, brought our PA system. We were going to rent one. We just said, fuck it. Let's just bring ours, set it up. There's a little, like almost like a little banquet hall thing they have at the bowling alley. Um, we So it's a little bit off the side, but people could still hear it and we're coming and checking it out. But yeah, so we had the off sailors fellow, uh, fellow high end denim band. They opened the show because initially uh, Nathan, who's in that, who is based in that band. He also plays banjo in like a bluegrass band and they are double booked. So he's like, fuck, I got to go on first and then I got to go to my other show. But that show ended up getting canceled. So we hung out. But uh, so they went on first, then Lost Planet Airmen's, and then Reiki, or the drummer of Trash Ambulance, is in a kind of like a street punk band as well called Street Skunks. Street Skunks, yes. Yeah, and our buddy Joey and this other guy, Tim, that we know, they're in that band. And they're kind of like, yeah, they're pretty cool street punk. But yeah, they got Reiki playing the drums, so it's super tight. And uh, they, they brought, brought home the show. Or is that what you say? <laughs> they brought her home. And it, and yeah, I haven't talked to the manager. She wasn't there like that I was dealing with, but everybody else was like, thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I think there ended up being like around 40 or 50 people came on a Thursday at a random place and able to it's pay really all the good bands. For a Thursday. Got, yeah, I got all my promotion, like my marketing costs back, all the posters and everything. I recollected all that, so it was good. And I got to pay everybody. Nice. And yeah, the next night we went all the way to Medicine Hat. So shout out Alternative Waves. If you know Keith, they actually just announced uh, uh, the first. I think they might have announced everyone that's playing that fest. Looks pretty cool. Thirty Zero is going to be playing that. And um, the core friend of the show, Danny, <laughs> Danny boy. Um, never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> So we played where the, I don't actually, I didn't check to see where the actual festival is. Last year when we played it, it was at the mainline pub, but outside. So we played inside and we weren't sure what to, to expect because it's always been hit or miss when we played Medicine Hat. But uh, shout out to Keith. He fucking threw us a good party and yeah, like a hundred people came in. We all got, got paid pretty well. I mean, uh, I don't know if they want this publicized, but the nice fellas, Western Death, local band, they uh, forfeited their payment and gave it all to Lost Planet Airmen for since they're from came a long way to play the show and ozone i guess i should say ozone was filling in on bass for them so he was playing double duty this whole fucking tour so he's tired by the end of it and then also berserker played it was initially supposed to be uh sessions which is a band that's on our label from lethbridge 
but uh, their drummer ended up deciding he wanted to move on from the band. They couldn't line anybody up. So Brian, who plays guitar in sessions as well, said, hey, I got my other band, Berserker. Can we just hop on? I'm like, sure. So they came and played. They're more more hardcore, kind of like the Refused. The Refused? No, Refused. There's no the. And then, yeah, so that show was cool. And then we went to Lethbridge the next night. Um, still, yeah, probably over 80. Some people came. It's cool. It's a very, very strange crowd. Everybody was, it was a pizza joint called The Slice. And we all just like, every all the audience just like sat at their tables and watched. It was weird. But everybody stayed. Everybody came about merch, but like no one really moshed. So it was a little... The energy was a little bit strange, but anyways, so yeah, that show was just uh, us, Lost Plan Airmen, and Berserker. Berserker brought it home, and yeah, we let Lost Planet have the second, like play second of the bands, and let them have the better thing, and then I just got drunk. <laughs> and nice. then the next day, we made our way to Banff, and another band on Hind Denim Records, Regal Fowl, they played with us at good old Rose and Crown, so yeah, they went up first. Lost by an airman and then trash played last. And since it was one of those just last show of the tour, we had a lot of fun. We uh like shout probably, out to Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Royale. Uh, <laughs> Jerryism. Um, they uh yeah, like uh, I don't know, there's probably like 30 or 40 paying customers to come, so pretty good for a Sunday night. But it was like everybody was like fucking loving it, engaged, singing along and dancing. There was topless men everywhere. I think I mentioned that in the Danny Boy interview last time. And uh, yeah, so it was super fun. I kind of don't even really remember the back, the back nine of that set, which is, you know, it's a good time. And yeah, that's, that's what happened. So it took me a bit to recover from that. Well, I rolled right into that interview or the episode with you. So I'm glad, you, zone. Yeah. glad you were fucking riding the, driving the bus. Cause I was not in the best shape. Yeah, that brings yeah. us to to this episode. Um, yeah, we had another Vancouver Vancouver band front man. So we got Mr. Cyrus Bryant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had such a good time. Yeah, I, I forget his last yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, no, to- totally. Cyrus Lord Bryant. There we go. It. Yeah, fucking awesome guy. Um, really enjoyed that conversation, and hopefully you guys will too. He plays in the bands which I found out. I think you just told me right before, and then he spoke of it as well. So he die jobs is his main gig. And he also is a bottom has, bitch. <laughs> he's also recently joined you big idiot, which per, we both love those bands. Love those dudes. I don't know them as well as you, but them. the one time, but we had a great time hanging out with them and they fucking welcomed us with open arms. And then, yeah, as, as, Fellow label owners, I really uh, have a lot of respect for what kind of cool records does. I've seen them constantly putting out rad shit, but they kind of, you know, keep it very Vancouver centric. So, you guys got Vancouver covered. I got the rest of the world. <laughs> just kidding. There's there's all kinds of amazing record labels out there, and we're just happy to be a small booger on the wall and in the punk pit of life. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah. So anyways, there's the recap. Um, I'm hoping to help arrange more, uh, like bringing the high-end denim bands together because that was really cool to, you know, it was supposed to be like all, pretty much all high-end denim bands, right? But because Sessions is kind of in limbo at the moment, it kind of just pivoted to Berserker, which has the high-end denim connection, but it's not uh, not a high-end denim band. They got their own their own stuff brewing. But uh, yeah, we're looking to do that and 
Ty's like, what, what about Ty? Don't worry. Let's go. It's just what about say the words when you want to come out here. Yes. And I, we'll definitely rent the van again because that makes it so much funner. Yeah, 14 person thing. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about farts and vans and everything oh, in this dude. interview, I'm sure. So, oh, gosh, so many farts, but <laughs> we survived. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into this interview. Um, it was a girthy episode, girthy, girthy. <laughs> so, all the people that uh, are tuning in for the first time, yes, we we're, uh, we live for the girth, girth, wind, and fire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we've lost our mind ages ago, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Ty, what do you want to listen to? <laughs> okay, first song I'll go. Uh, I would like to hear Bombing by Die Job, track seven off of their self-titled record. Fucking great record. I was spending it all day today in anticipation for this uh, for this interview I knew I was going to do. And then, you know, it didn't, turns out like I wouldn't even need it to know anything about the band because he's just a natural conversationalist in it i think you guys are really gonna enjoy this one cyrus made it easy this was great yeah for sure i mean he said he had a great time and uh, i would say the feeling is mute but yes i also like to highlight uh other bands that have hit me up i don't have any sort of sensual connection to these this band but uh so these guys are called hats and river they hit me up and enjoy the song so i figured hey let's let's play it let's give them a shout out so uh, let's let, here's what they, what, how they describe themselves to me. We are a modern punk rock band from Vienna that loves to put on a motivating and energetic live show. Our songs are socially critical, honest, a little bit crazy, and often about personal life experiences. With our new single, Close Your Eyes, we want to kick off a new era for us, a new sound. A fully LP is finished and about to be released this summer with some singles and videos until then. Hell yeah. This band is called Hats and River from Vienna. So yeah, we like to we like to spread the spread the wealth all around the world. Hit us up, bands. Um, yes, we should say that uh, denim radio podcast at gmail.com. If you if you think you you got what it takes to to handle the pressure cooker and all the responsibilities that come with it, you just send us an email and uh, you uh, maybe we could have you on the show. Or at least play your at least play your music. Do you want to? We meet, we're in the business of chatting with our buddies and hyping up our buddies' bands, but we want to be friends with everyone. Right, Ty? We want to be besties with everyone. Of course yeah. we do. We want cool, we want cool friends. Don't come, don't come at us if you're fucking lame. Just like you know what I mean. We want cool friends. Come, come I agree. on. Everyone, everybody. I'm lame enough for everyone. We don't need more lameness. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get this girth going. Check it out. We got die job and we got hats in river.
Hi, I'm Dominic Davi from Tsunami Bomb, and you're listening to Denim Radio. with Starving Wolves, The Casualties, and Crumb Bums, and you're listening to Denim Radio. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Denim Radio. I'm Josh. Over there, we got Mr. Podcast, Vaughn Chesterfield, Mr. Tyler, Paul Chevrolet. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, buddy. Uh, Stoked to be here for another episode of Denim Radio with uh, a new guest, maybe. Yeah, so let's everybody give a warm welcome we got Cyrus Bryant from the band all the way from Vancouver, known as Die Job. And then I just learned while he was doing the station ID earlier, he's also in You Big Idiot. So uh, welcome. How are you doing, bud? I think the You Big Idiot boys are keeping me on more of a trial basis. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, during this podcast, we can bend the, um, the rules of good taste. And maybe if we're lucky, I'll be fired from that band by the end of the podcast and I can focus on my uh, my real band, Die Job. 
<laughs> that's that's that could happen. I could see that happening. I mean, what would you have to do to get fired from you, big idiot? Forget my costume, I guess. That would be pretty bad. <laughs> that honestly yeah. does sound like something that would do it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if uh, if your listeners are familiar with my my favorite band, Died or uh, <laughs> Freudian Slip. Dear God, man, we're off to a strange start. You um, Idiot was my favorite band, and uh, I kind of just lurked around their aura for a long time, and um, you know, uh, eventually, you know. All, all your favorite people are going to sell out and they're going to flake uh, off and, and situations might present themselves to you. And so you beginning, I think they kind of just went through every other guitarist in, in the nearby area. And eventually I, I got the call and they're like, yo, you want to go on tour, dude? Like, and I go, well, honestly, I wouldn't join any other fucking band just because being in a band is a bitch, man. Like tracking down, even if you're a three-person band, it's like, dude, before we started this podcast, I heard that we were running late because one of you, I'm not going to say who, was taking a shit. Now, <laughs> Never telling you band, anything ever again, Ty. It's, <laughs> what a blabbermouth. It's constantly, you're a poop you know. Narc. You're a poop narc. <laughs> I no, that's I, a good band name. No, it's called shit blaming. <laughs> I shit blamed you, but go on. I got poop narc. Poop narc oh, is a great band. I wasn't I even late. I, I was actually... Arrived with five minutes to spare. And that poop could have been a private intimate. You know moment. Anyways, it, sorry, go on. Keep going. Keep going. Well, I just want to say if you guys were actual broadcasters, you'd wear diapers, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> well, I am, but if it's that violent, <laughs> other reason contain it. <laughs> in case I'm so good on the podcast, you uh, ejaculate in your pants. That's what that's for. <laughs> Technical yeah, term in radio is a blowout, but uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We're off to a good start. Keep going. You're telling us about uh, you big I idiot. Think so. Yeah, you begin it. They're my favorite band. So I'm I'm wondering how long I can say they're my favorite band now that I'm in the band before it becomes not tasteful. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, like when you join your favorite band, you go like, dude, have you heard my favorite band? And then they go like, yeah, but you're in the band, you fucking egomaniac. And also, didn't they sing about you on their new record? Isn't there, didn't they mention you on the record? They did, yeah. My head is is blowing up in all, all kinds of directions. Um, <laughs> We were just talking about this, man. When, when we first uh, met, I was on crutches. I broke my knee. I shattered it, um, storming the stage at the Orpheum. So, yeah, when we first met, I broke my, my knee very recently. And um, it, it, I, it's because I was watching a famed indie rock band, Modest Mouse, do a very underwhelming set at the Orpheum. I remember that song flowed on. I thought it was going to be kind of like garage rocky, like upbeat. I got a free ticket, you know, and it was just an absolute fucking snore fest from my pretending to be humble opinion and not pulling it off. Wasn't was like, for you. I was like, do something, man. Granted, I'd been drinking a bit. Cheers, y'all. And uh, I felt like the only way I could kind of shake things up and rub some dirt into uh, a hundred year old institution. Very nice place, the Orpheum. I felt like I needed to, to rush the stage, run across, you know, maybe freak out the band a little bit, nothing crazy, throw my hands up in the air. Fuck yeah, let's go. I should have known it would be a problem considering I had to jump up on this block, which was probably about five feet and then jump up on the stage. 
we probably all like crowd surfed or jumped off stages in the past. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this one that's a was, barrier. That's that's something that would discourage, uh, you know, a normal person. Let's say, I hate to use that word, but mm-hmm. well, it seems that I've been training to be a, an idiot my entire life, and I might be the biggest one in you, big idiot, because <laughs> when I jumped off that stage, I felt this familiar feeling because I've broken many bones, and I was like, ah, oh, that sucks. Nothing I can't walk off though. Let's just pretend that didn't happen. And I walked on it for like five fucking days. Um, I found a cane, actually, that my grandma gave me. It was some kind of strange family heirloom. Beautiful cane. It was carved by my First Nations uncle. Um, So there's a bit of magic, but not enough magic to keep me from hobbling into emergency. uh, Finally, a few days later. So how uh, you kind of glossed over the part of like the wipeout and everything. Like what what happened there? Oddly enough, man, it's always the dumbest, seemingly casual injuries that end up having the biggest impact because I didn't wipe out. I was like, I'm a skateboarder. I got this, dude. You know, you you land, you absorb. I didn't even fall over. In fact, I even, I'm just reciting you big idiot lyrics. I even got back through the door, found my wallet that I left on the floor. Because they kicked my ass out, um, you know, for obvious reasons. Security was taking me out. And I was just like, thank you. Yeah, completely reasonable. Thank you for the lovely evening. (laughs) I appreciate it. You're working people, you know. (laughs) I remember being like a kid and thinking security guards were like the same things as cops. Because I was just like dumb and angry at everybody. I was like, you fucking pigs trying to tell me I can't skateboard here. It's like, no, security guards are just like, they're punching the clock, man, you know. And I was just like, they're not part of some fascist regime. I was just like. Yep, it's time for me to leave. Um, so yeah, it, it seems like I pulled it off in the moment. And uh, that's why I walked on it for five days without knowing to say anything was wrong. But um, yeah, if you look at my life, you'll see that um, I don't believe that there's consequences. And I'm, I'm constantly backed up because um, You Big Idiot wrote a song about me. And I would say that's worth all the broken bones in the in the world because Colin is one of the greatest songwriters, I would say, ever. I, I've stopped saying these are my favorite local bands because there's just too much amazing talent in BC, man. It's like all, all my favorite bands are local bands. So to do something uh, so reckless and, and, and strange um, and uh, unexpected to everyone that I was with, um, apparently I'm still... Still trying to prove I'm punk, <laughs> like so, way, you know, arrested development. I don't know what to say about it. Hey, but, I um, mean, you didn't mean to break your leg when you went up there. And a lot of people have broken a bone, but most people that break a bone don't get a sweet punk song fucking wrote, written about it afterwards. Maybe they get a cast and they maybe get some people to sign it. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good for breaking a bone. Was it one of those concerts where they like made you put your cell phone in a fucking bag and lock it? Or did, did anybody get footage of this? Because I, I would like to see it if it's if it's out there. There was no footage, but they wrote an article, you know, they in the vague sense. I can't remember which website it was, but I read about it the next day. And it was this long article praising Modest Mouse. um, And near the end of it, they said, near the end of the show, an overzealous fan rushed the stage. Like the (laughs) pros they are, they didn't even acknowledge it. They just kept on going with the music front and center. And uh, all I remember thinking was, 
Overzealous? Maybe. Fan? Strong word. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I used to, I actually I used to enjoy Modest Mouse like before that album that you were just shitting on, you know, like mm. they had an album in like yeah. when I was in like grade nine or ten. Like we were mm, dead before the ship even sank, it. right? That one. Was uh, it was the last, the one be that was like a concept album they put out right after that. Or no, it was before that one. It's called uh, the Moon in Antarctica or something. I don't know. I always liked it, but then yeah, then all of a sudden I heard one of the songs on a fucking caravan commercial, and I knew it was game over for Modest Mouse. <laughs> so, it didn't bum seem... rush away. Bum rush and, away. But yeah, I, I should be clear. It's a short podcast, so I don't want the main takeaway to be that um, <laughs> I have major beef with Modest Mouth. Oh, it's fine. Whatever. People major beef. Confirmed. Scoop troop. Scoop troop. Yeah. <laughs> scoop troop. Scoop troop. You're all right. You're right. It's all right. I'm going to break their knees if I ever run into it. <laughs> I was just about to say that you need to leave now until you're so um, so nice about the Modest Mouse, but please don't leave. We need you. All right. I'll stay. Fine. <laughs> So they didn't even acknowledge you? Like, was anybody stoked nope. on what you did? Or is it just kind of like, what was that? Okay. Was anybody I stoked? I mean, the man came to our show on crutches. A band wrote a song about him. Like, I mean, in I'm the moment, stoked. at in the venue, that at that exact moment. Of course, no, the punks the moment, are going to think it was, it was excellent. In, no, no. In the moment, nobody <laughs> thought that it was cool at all. Um, nobody, it, was, it was the absolute crickets. Everyone was just confused. <laughs> like the or the Orpheum is truly beautiful. I I think I can't remember who I saw there, but like you know, it's a place where Neil Young might go now that he's in his golden years. The place is adorned with what seems like actual gold. It's beautiful, and it's a completely like it's a sit down venue. And um, no, people weren't having my shit at all. In fact, e even my uh, viola player and uh, and a long time girlfriend wasn't exactly thrilled in the moment. Because um, I was introducing her to new friends that she'd never met. And, uh, you know, after I'm kicked out, she was kind of just like in this awkward <laughs> triangle of people being like, so what the hell was that all about? Um, my one buddy <laughs> got me the ticket. He was there. And also his, his newly pregnant girlfriend was there. And I think one of the last things they said to me was like, yeah, we've been really chilling out these days, trying to take it easy. And like, you know, it's time to grow up. And I was like, dude, I couldn't argue with you more. That's exactly where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me too, right? <laughs> that is amazing. Holy fuck. What an enigma this guy is, eh? Oh, man. <laughs> God damn. I love it. I love it. I think that's a great first impression. And uh, wow. Well, those those yeah. are your friends you said, though, right? You you left your, oh, your woman I, with... With these people that she just met, that's the. That's, I, I did, yeah. That's what I took was, out of that. <laughs> I, I don't know if, if like people listening can uh, relate to this at all, but there's something in my in my brain, and it happens every once in a while, where I just I feel like I need to shake things up to the detriment of my own health, to um, the possibility of um, everyone's safety being on the line. And um, it's it's never methodical. That's why, like, dude, like, you know, you you see these days, like, the creepiest thing that that you can find out about someone is that they've been like plotting and they've been trying to use their art to manipulate people and fuck people over. And it's like, dude, like that requires a lot of a lot of planning, man. Um, the the times that I've felt the most remorseful has just been like moments when I've been like, 
dude, like, did, did I need to punch the mirror off of that taxi that I took home? Like, granted, he absolutely was being a dick. He thought that I wasn't going to pay for my cab because I was wearing a Slayer shirt or whatever, you know? <laughs> and I got out of the cab. I'm like, all right, well, I guess that, you know, me and you, like, we're just not going to be friends. That's not in our cards. And then, like, you know, suddenly something bubbles up inside me. And I go, no, fuck that, man. And then, like, boom, you know. But there's not um, always a song written about your antics, which uh, that, that can be, like, you know, the, the depressing kind of hangover from being a bit of a lunatic is being like, man, goddamn, all right. Luckily, Colin uh, swooped in and wrote a song about that knee-breaking incident. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of the first um, hint that I'd collaborate with that band because I sing vocals on a song called Take a Knee. Um, and now performing that live, it's, it's really this meta kind of thing. Because I'm, first of all, like for an example, we played this Kamloops show opening up for Chicks Dig It. And I'm Kelowna, dressed like- Kelowna. Oh, oh, Kelowna, my bad. See, <laughs> I'm glad someone's around here to fucking keep me- <laughs> Sorry, that was a dick move. I should have just let you go. <laughs> keep going. Kelowna, 100%. So we're opening up for Chicks Dig It in Kelowna and I, I'm standing there like playing a song about me, but I'm dressed like Mrs. Claus. So <laughs> I'm kind of in character singing a song about somebody named Cyrus with a band called You Big Idiot and we're all dressed like Christmas characters. It's it's really like on paper the dumbest thing ever, which is maybe why that name is so perfect. Christmas but, is going to cause mixed emotions for you, but I think you're no you you could you could still say they're your favorite band, but I mean you're entrenched in the lore now. So by I, your own standards you've laid out, I feel like you have to just start saying it's my band instead, or it's <laughs> a band point, I play man. with. Have you played good guitar on an on an point. album yet? You weren't quite in the album yet, or sorry, no on the album. album. No, so you've only no. didn't guess vocals, so you can still keep saying it until you're actually on a record. I, that's that's my two cents. Thank you. Fair, fair. So Thank keep, you. Keep, keep keep doing you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I man. It. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, my main, like I said, my main squeeze is die job. I write I write songs in a melodic punk rock band featuring a viola player and some of the raddest people in the world that take my silly little folk punk songs and turn them into these anthemic um, theatrical pieces that, uh, yeah, I'm super fucking proud of, man. Um, we're doing some touring coming up, coming to hopefully, um, yeah, no, definitely Kelowna, Vernon Penticton um, uh, with Die Job and um, touring with the Fomites. And that's like the end of March. So um, that's my main squeeze uh, is die job. And then I just sit back and I wait for the phone call for them to be like, oh, yeah, you got to dress up. Uh, we're doing like uh, cats. So now you have to dress up like um, a metrosexual feline and sing songs. That's not a real example, but it's probably coming. <laughs> I, I get that. And, and I got to say, You Big Idiot is one of my favorite bands as well. Like, I'll, I'll never forget that night that we were all there, all three of us. And uh, at the Wise Hall in Vancouver, and they did the "You Rig Idiot" gag oh, about yeah. the oil workers. <laughs> they're, chir they're chirping us Alberta bands. Even yeah, man. 
Yeah, they're giving him a light ribbing. We're, we're not and here I, for the for the oil in my band, anyways. But and so you know, for for the listeners who weren't there, you big idiot was dressed up as you rig idiot. You like oil rig, oil sands, Alberta, whatever. And uh, so some of them were in mechanics overalls, and uh, Andrew Pedersen was dressed up in Edmonton Oilers hockey gear, full hockey gear with the tape and everything. Probably skates too. And uh, halfway through the show, you heard through the sound system come just a big lunch whistle, like a worksite lunch whistle started blowing. And everybody in the band came to the front of the stage and sat on the front of the stage, opened up a lunch pail, and they all started eating sandwiches. And everybody <laughs> lost their I got, fucking I got footage mind. of that somewhere. I think it was that's why thing. I joined the band. I'm hoping that I get sandwiches. I'm hoping that's part of the deal. So are far, the, nothing. are the sandwiches provided by the band? Like, are, are the costumes provided by the band, or is it on you? Like, go rent this. Figure it out. I'm, I'm really lucky because um, you already have my a cat beautiful costume. longtime girlfriend Jesse, who also plays viola in Die Job, the other composer of Die Job. She's also a clothing designer and she really knows her way around a sewing machine. And so, you know, in costumes, usually like the jankier, the better, you know, I mean, like recently we all dressed up like our bass player, Shafe, which was the most inside baseball dumb thing in the world. And I was like, dude, I'm not spending time actually like growing a beard. I mean, I can't actually, but that's like besides the point. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. So that I, might I be have... what gets you kicked out of die job or out of you big idiot tonight. <laughs> now we're all confused. Again, that's why you shouldn't join multiple bands. Um, I did. Yeah, no, I did the beer just in, in electrical tape, you know? So, but oddly enough, man, like I did have people coming up to me being like, this is one of our first shows. They're like, yo, I didn't know that was you up there. <laughs> I was like, you didn't do it. I'm like Clark canting myself just by putting a strip of electrical tape on my face, you know? But um, yeah, uh, speaking of Shafe, he told me, he's like, dude, if, if you want to know like my advice, don't get your girlfriend, don't get Jesse involved making costumes for you because she's going to end up resenting the band. She's, she's, <laughs> don't drag anyone into you big idiot that doesn't absolutely want to be there. All right, because this is like the bottom of the barrel when it comes to showbiz. We're torturing ourselves here, you know? <laughs> The, the just the most inconvenient costumes uh, <laughs> that you can possibly do is the making is the cost cool. making one costume is okay making five costumes holy fuck that that is a no go at least at least you know until you big idiot gets the success that uh, they we huh, deserve and start making some money then maybe Jesse will make costumes for all of them by the hour but in the <laughs> meantime she is the one that made the cute little Mrs Claus costume just for me beautiful well, on that note let's uh let's take a quick commercial break here you want to hear some tunes or what please i would like to um you know and there's there's this voice in my head that tells me i should be playing something that's that's local to give people a shout out and that's probably the right thing to do but because i'm a brat and i've been harping on this for so long I, I'd like to play a song by a band that has a lot of success, but I feel like they're underrated and maybe their controversy kind of, you know, uh, shadows them in a way that's not um, quite fair considering just the sheer brilliance of their songwriting. And this is a new song by Screeching Weasel. That's right. 
they've done more than just cool kids you fucking twats <laughs> this is a song uh from i believe their 2023 album um called tell me all your lies damn good song all right here we go the wheeze this song Yeah, you don't got to tell me about Screeching Weasel's back catalog, man. Or I didn't actually haven't listened to their newest stuff, but I mean, Ben's a fucking genius pop punk songwriter. Yeah, but he's just he's he just puts his foot in his mouth and then grabs his other foot and puts it in there and then oh yeah punches himself it's, in the face and then um, puts his. It's yeah. definitely on purpose, man. 
I, I was thinking about this today. When I first got into punk rock, there was bands that made me find my outlook on the world. And I felt like, you know, especially growing up with a Mormon mom in kind of uh, a constricting environment, I would find these bands that were leading some kind of political revolution in my mind. You know, my discman would be on in that moment. I was far away from these like Southern Alberta fucking hicks. And I was like, you know, with my own people and like, you know, bands like that were anti-flag. That was a huge band for me. Anti-flag. I was like, yep. Speaking of problematic. (laughs) I was like, like, everything these guys do. uh Uh-huh. Sounds like they're going to be on the right side of history. And then obviously I don't need to, you know, well, I'll say for people who don't know it, they're into football, which is a completely indefensible thing. Really shocked me. Uh, football, football tackle. tackle. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm anti football personally. Um, I, that's yeah, not, we hate know. football. We hate football on this podcast. We don't apologize for football. Thank but you. hey, when we were kids, they had some good records in. They did. So I, I don't know, man. I think that it's it's good for especially as songwriters to recognize that melodies, that that lyrics, they they transcend the person. And that doesn't mean that you need to put up with bullshit. I'll I'll admit it, man. It's it's very hard for me to go back and listen to Anti-Flag. That's not a band that I've exactly accepted back in my heart. Um, Because it's just a lot, man. But, um, you know, Ben Weasel being like a a bit of a shithead and, you know, like you said, putting multiple, uh, (laughs) you know, feet in his mouth all at once. It's... um, I think it's liberating to realize that there is no fucking heroes, man. You have to be your own hero, live your life as you believe it should be lived and don't look to, you know, your punk rock influences to be your heroes because you're going to be fucking disappointed, man. Punk rock is not a place you should come to look for role models, you know, unless it's about just trying to do your best because I mean, a lot of punk rock people are rough people. They come from rough circumstances. They've done some shit. They're trying to be good people, but uh, definitely go go to church or to school or something if you want to meet, meet <laughs> well, really nice people yeah the, i don't know the late yeah, great I, uh yeah. the late great norm mcdonald was talking about how i think it was Patton oswald was talking about this is similar to the justin saying thing it was like you know the worst part about bill cosby or was the hypocrisy and norm's like I thought it was the raping. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's the kind of thing, like the hypocrisy of uh, Justin Sane getting up there and acting like an ally. Yeah, it's fucking... I guess we shouldn't be talking about this. Guilty. <laughs> it is a double of guilty, but fuck Justin Sane. But... I'm just I'm just very happy that uh, you brought up Norm MacDonald. I'm on the right <laughs> podcast because he is... Uh, I truly believe the funniest man who, who ever lived. And um, yeah, that's I've known a lot of funny cunts too, man. It's like, <laughs> usually it's just like, well, this is the funniest person to stand up. My brother makes me laugh the most. I'm like, no, it's very hard for me to imagine there's anyone who's more comedically gifted than Norm Macdonald. So, um, did, did you, uh, did you, re- did you catch his monologue from friggin' uh, Deuce Bigelow too? Like, <laughs> of course. once again, I stood doomed. <laughs> I didn't think you were going, oh, dude, what, what? That's honestly kind of a deep cut when it comes to Norm. I've yeah. I watched everything there there is um, that exists on the internet to do with Norm Macdonald. He's someone that has brought me out of you know multiple dark places. It's like 
it's it's very interesting, man. Like playing in my band, Die Job. Um, there's someone who I'll I'll, I'll leave nameless um, for now, um, but started coming out to our shows, and I noticed this kind of transformation in them. And they, you know, were kind of came across as kind of a bit conservative in, in the way that they dressed, or maybe they were just you know not trying to make a big splash or anything. And then I just saw them evolve into this beautiful butterfly equipped with you know maybe there was wings i can't even recall but definitely skirts and you know if not glitter on a spiritual level there's there's glitter involved there was and, a glow uh, up happening a hundred percent and i'm talking to this person and and they go listen i never would have found the courage to dress like this if i didn't see you on stage wearing a dress in my band die job and you know for me I grew up in Edmonton, at least in in uh, the high school years, and it was never part of my my gender identity necessarily. Like like I actually started wearing dresses because it would piss people off, at least where I lived. You know, people already wanted to kick my ass, and I was just like, "All right, well, like bring it all on, man." I wanted to be skateboarding down the fucking street, wearing a misfits dress. I wanted people to be yelling every kind of terrible thing at me out their window. And I just, you know, I had a skateboard in my hand. I wanted to take on the entire fucking world, man. And I wouldn't have dreamed that all these years later in Vancouver, uh, among all of these accepting, beautiful people, I would have helped someone find who they were all along and be their escape from the darkness and the despair. And there's so many bands out there and it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, man. Whatever that band is that's gotten you through things, that's beautiful. That's a transcending um, aspect of art. And for me, it's Norm MacDonald. Like, I can't really these days think of like many bands that can be like, you saved my fucking life, man. You know, like Norm MacDonald has saved my life over and over and over again. The darkest moments, I go like, all right, YouTube compilations of, of this dude. <laughs> so, you know, us all being in a band, you know, any possibility that we could provide that to somebody, you know? We're just we're just crying out into the darkness. We're just throwing things out there. But if someone can grab onto that, relate to that, and that can like just give them a couple more days of wanting to be on the earth, man, that's fucking beautiful. So I guess what I'm saying is cheers to Norm McDonald's. <laughs> cheers. I like agree the, with like the alive great Ty says, I hear you. <laughs> I, did I just say I hear you? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, you, you said an I hear you record on the last episode, so I hear you. You know, that's, some, that's some real shit, Cyrus. And I you know what's a, you know one what's, person, I, so you go ahead, John. So, uh, Norm, this will be the last Norm thing, and we'll move. On. But it, he has a Please. joke where he's like, "There is, I think it was on his uh, uh, YouTube show he's doing for a while, and he goes, the more I read about this Hitler guy, the more I don't like about him.' He's like, I should track <laughs> him down and kill that guy.' And it's like, it's like, man, he's been dead since the forties. Like, oh, I didn't even know he was sick. Yeah, <laughs> that was like one of his jokes. And then it, I saw like a. Um, what do you call a compilation of like all his friends in the comedy world after he died because he kept his illness secret and every every single one of them went i didn't even know he was sick so he's like yes. he got people to do his punchline when he was dead like he probably planned that like that's he's fucking a damn, genius he's yeah he's a time traveler he's always a couple <laughs> steps ahead man and like anybody right. else i'd be like oh it's just a coincidence it's like no he fucking nope. knew people were gonna say his joke <laughs> yep. a million well, different he, things one thing that's so brilliant about him is he always, and this was his philosophy on comedy, 
he didn't like condescending comedy. Yeah. He didn't like he hated he didn't Bill like Maher. comics that professed themselves. Exact perfect example. <laughs> Perfect blowhards that profess themselves to be smarter than the audience. Right. He despised that. And there's nothing more punk rock than that, man. It's like, dude, come from a um a zone that not only everyone can understand, like try try to get to that synthesized honesty where everyone can get it. Not not only everyone get it, but anyone could play it if they spend enough time you know like you know people always talk about the ramones being that kind of wake up moment where they go like oh i could be in a band you know norm has this thing about him where it goes like oh maybe maybe like i'm maybe i'm funny maybe i'm as funny as norm mcdonald you know here's the thing you're not (laughs) but he makes you feel like you could be he bring he brings you into the fold you know he's not um he's not alienating people you know it, um, yeah, I didn't even know he was sick. God damn it, that is fucking brilliant. <laughs> That's man. an amazing brilliant. line. Brilliant. Then, if you look it up on YouTube, time. there's like every single one, like Bill Burr, like everyone, like, I didn't even know he was sick, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like, word for word, they all said it. It's like they fucking they well, walked he right into his point- trap. Yeah, he loved pointing out those silly things that we all do and we don't know why. It's like it's it's meaningless, you know. Like I didn't even know he was sick. Like, yeah, okay. Josh, and... do you, do you think you think if one of us died, that our friends could pull something like that off, like just amongst themselves without any prior instruction? Well, fuck, man. I mean, we know some pretty funny people. I'd say I hear you when somebody told me they were sad. You were dead. There we go. <laughs> I hear you. There we go. That'll be great. Dear for die. Thank you, yeah, Mr. Man. Podcast himself. Uh, Mr. Podcast, I like that. You are the Mr. Podcast. He's been telling uh, me for a while to call him that, so I'm giving him his uh, uh Dr. Podcast if you're feeling nasty. All right. <laughs> I'm there for it. I'm there for it. Well know. let's 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 back up the truck here. You said you grew up in Alberta. That's where I'm living. I didn't grow up here, but this is where I've been mm-hmm. living since 2006. So uh you said you had a bit of a tumultuous childhood. So when did uh you first Get a, your first punk record, and what? when did you start playing music? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I think about this often, and I hope that people ask me, and they never do. <laughs> I should probably start my own podcast and just talk at people. Do it. Um, I would subscribe. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, you'll be the first fucking guest, man. This is a blast, dude. <laughs> uh, my, my, my first punk record, man, I mean, that's such an interesting question, because I remember being young and my grandmother gifting me this Led Zeppelin record that was live at the BBC and I think that Robert Plant must have been losing his voice or something because the first track on there Immigrant Song where he goes like oh what (laughs) Uh, it, it was it was so like he wasn't quite nailing it like and it just sounded like it sounded more like screamo or garage rock than like the hard rock hippie shit of the day. And I remember getting the studio version of that later and being like, this is fucking terrible. Like I remember like even as a kid being like, where's that raw like energy? Like where can I find that like stripped down, really honest, grimy kind of shit? And I I didn't know. It just, it existed in my head. I wanted to find it. And because, yeah, I was trying to find my own form of salvation as a kid, music was the number one thing. I didn't want Pokemon cars. I didn't want nothing. I wanted music. 
And I wanted preferably music that would be contraband, music that would feel like it was illegal. You know, I wanted music that my mom might snap in half, you know? And it was actually pretty hard to find shit like that. I didn't exactly know where to look, man. Um, so, you know, I got into a lot of, you know, strange music just trying to push the envelope. But so when sort, my, when's the timeline? Just because the kids at home, we like, why don't you just go on YouTube and type in fuck? Well, exactly, right? <laughs> we were mean, talking fuck, early dude. 2000s or ni- well, late 90s? Me, me being a, I guess, a seven-year-old. I mean, I was born in 1993. So, Damn, yeah, old. so I guess like just as 2000 was was happening, you know, that was probably when I got really radicalized by alternative music um and so i had already kind of you know I, I would look for people that kind of fit the description like i remember like this weird dude funny enough he also ended up he was an ex-mormon as well and his name was nephi which is like a weird mormon name it's from the <laughs> book of mormon and he had a mohawk and i was like this guy named nephi with a mohawk i'm like tell me more so I remember like him showing me like death by stereo and shit, like when I was like seven and just oh, like shit. it blowing my mind. He gave me his, uh, his like extra large, like death by stereo shirt. I like wore that to school, but like tried to cinch it. Like it was a corset and tuck it in the back of my pants. <laughs> so it looked like it could fucking fit me in some strange, you know, like, hell yeah. Um, but honestly the first record that I ever bought, dude, was, um, I was, I was with my grandmother it comes back to her quite a bit, a big influence in my life. Uh, we were watching a movie called Gross Point Blank. Have you seen that movie? It's like John Cusack. He's a hitman, but it's kind of a romantic comedy. It's, it's one of the most 90s movies ever made. But uh, I've um, seen it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, fair. I mean, high school. <laughs> the, most memorable, the most memorable aspect of that movie is just the soundtrack. Like looking back on it, I rewatched it and I'm like, okay, fine. But whoever scored that movie, there's uh, The Clash, there's um, a, a bunch of good shit. But most importantly to seven-year-old me, there was a song that started like this. I is a kite, I just might. Oh, dude, check you out. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, Because it had this undeniable attitude to it, but it was so melodic. And it was so humble and so real, you know, like at that point, I already had a Metallica album, but it really felt like they were trying to project this idea on the world, you know, you know, here we go, hating on everyone's bands again. I'm I'm sorry. You know, listen, dude, I actually still love Metallica, but, you know, that something that is so intrinsically celebrated in metal, where it's this show off kind of like nature. Look how fast I can play. Look how hard I can hit the drum. You know, check me out. Like, worship me. I go, like, there's nothing there in the Violent Femmes. There's nothing that stinks even remotely of ego in the Violent Femmes. It just sounds like somebody, like, crying out for help, not understanding the society they're living in, and still trying to have a good time while they do it. So I remember walking into a a record store as an eight-year-old, this, like, trendy, like, little hole-in-the-wall record store, um, you know, back when CDs rolled the world, I guess CD store is what I'm talking about. Um, and I was like, dude, I, I actually had to sing. So I'm like, do you know the song? Like, when I'm walking, I strap my stuff. And the dude was like, yeah, that's the Violent Femmes, man. And I was like, the Violent Femmes. I'm like, do you have that album? He found this like dusty old CD, dude, and he got it for me. And 
I remember he was ringing it out and he goes, I'm like looking at me sideways. Like what the hell is this eight year old kid, seven year old kid doing my records or asking about the violent fans? Was it the album with the little girl looking in the window? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Self-titled. Yeah. 1980, man. Yeah. Added Up is on there. Kiss Off is on there. One of the greatest records of all time. Yep. And I remember that guy being like, yeah, man, this stuff is it's pretty cool. It's pretty funky. I'm not even sure I heard that word. Like that was maybe the first time I heard that. But I just remember like already, I guess I was like, I just remember feeling contempt for him. I was like, funky? You're <laughs> fucking funky, dude. This is the greatest fucking album of all time. Give me my CD. <laughs> Keep your opinions to yourself. Well, at least he at least he helped you find it. He could have been like, like the no, I know. I, guy I, in the what was his HMV? The HMV dude is gonna cop an attitude with him. Like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the comic book guys. Yeah, no, I think ever. that must have been. I don't know. I think that must have been. I'm trying to think. Sound the the timeline's fuzzy because I moved around so much. But like Lethbridge or Nelson or something. But it actually wasn't an HMV. It was like somehow I ended up at like some like hipstery kind of place, and I was lucky enough that they had that record. But okay, then you were definitely in the danger zone. Ooh. That's that's an <laughs> that's an interesting uh, topic because soundtracks were a huge part of my my childhood as well. Did you have one that jumps out at you, Ty? Like you were like, whoa, this fucking music rules oh damn for Movie me my old no. my older brother had the last action hero soundtrack which is like kind of hair metally but it's still kind of yeah. rips. <laughs> oh yeah like i've never been an acdc fan but that song big gun on that album, i was like yeah like me, awesome. me, 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 me big gun it's fucking oh yeah no dude, i think man. the acdc i think acdc is punk as fuck man i love that band <laughs> i think what people what happens with that band is people make the mistake of taking them them too seriously like they like thinking that they believe their own shit. I think that band has always known how funny they are. Um, you shook me all night long. Just it's one of those songs that just I can't do it. But <laughs> I know <laughs> I know lot. I'm like in the minority of like not being stoked on that band. But Big Gun, yeah. I'm here for that song all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I feel like people have hated on that band so much. I almost have to like stick up for them. You know. That's I'm like, crazy. come on, dude. Hate's a strong word. I. It's just like the most annoying people in my high school when I was a kid would like crank that at parties and I'd be like, oh, this fucking song. Fair. Were they the bangers, bud? The headbangers? No, just, I don't know. There's, they weren't doing anything wrong. Just enjoying popular music. <laughs> they were just enjoying beer and popular music. But for whatever reason, I was like, ah. No, they shit. were wrong. They were wrong. <laughs> there, there's the right way to listen to ACDC and there's okay. the wrong way. I'm not going to specify, I know. but there is, there is a way. There's a right way and a wrong way. <laughs> Nothing for you, Ty, that you could think of? What about uh, that? Do you remember well, that movie I got, Angus? Oh, I got, I got. That was a badass soundtrack too. No, no soundtracks for me. No, I, I had <laughs> yeah. a crazy experience with an ACDC cover band once, but I think that's going to be something I'm going to have to write down and. Say <laughs> later you remember that band came Cyrus out? They were called like <laughs> Airborne or something, and they sounded yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. like them. And I was like, exactly. I thought it was ACDC, and then I just somebody finally told me years later, like that's Airborne. I'm like, yep. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, it happens all the time. It's it's uh, airborne is the ACDC, like Greta Van Fleet is to Led Zeppelin. They're just these bands that came out that bite their style and seem to be okay. But I don't know. I've seen some live video of a couple of them, and it seems to be a studio thing. I don't know. Isn't that funny, man? I really wonder because that's kind of like ACDC, airborne, it all sounds the same. The other day, I've been painting my walls. I'm like completely redoing my house right now because I moved into a new place and I was playing Judas Priest. And uh, I don't really know even much about that fucking band, but I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, I've listened to all my favorite bands. I go like, what's next on the docket? I go like, 
well, let's give Judas Priest like the seventh try because maybe now it's going to connect with me. And it did. I was like, nice. Dude, okay, Priest actually rules. Let's go. And uh, Jesse was like, yeah, man, I actually like this song. Like, I actually kind of like a few Kiss songs. And like, for a moment, I was like, this doesn't sound anything like Kiss. I'm like, no, it, 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 it does. It certainly is <laughs> of like, of that, that, that world. And it's fun oh, knowing that there's someone sitting back right now. And if they listen to your band, my band, your band, they all sit back and be like, I don't know, man. All kind of sounds like no effects to me. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. There's a there's a brewery out of uh, Calgary called New Level Brewing, and they are like a heavy metal themed. And I got this. I kept this fucking can, so folks at home can't see it. But it says "Breaking the Law," and it's a oh what? lactose pilsner. Yeah, and it's got fucking what, Rob Halford on lactose the front. Lactose pilsner? Did you say? <laughs> yeah, lactose no pilsner. It's got it wasn't it wasn't a good beer at all. But oh, I choked wow. it down because it's a rad can, and I kept Alfred milk. How do you think <laughs> the milk is out of employees? A hundred percent. Yeah, you saw, dude. You don't know what's in there, man. Yeah. Well, speaking speaking of Halford milk, I think it's time for a musical interlude. <laughs> Who's picking this one? You, bud. you again? I didn't. We didn't tell you, but you got to pick three times. So. Oh, sick, dude! All right, let's anyway. go. All right, man. Um, well, let. Let us do um, a song by, um, let's do my homies in Dead End Drive-In. And let's do, we all get a chance to rot. All right, here we go.
Yeah, those those guys We're are good back. dudes. We uh we played a show with them last summer because uh I you know you know all the guys in that band I assume so you know Dana, of course. So we when we were up in well, I've kind of known Kenny Lush from Rest Easy Dagermouth for a while, and then uh, they played a show. We were both up in Fort Mac playing a festival, and they were up there, and so we I don't know party with them, and then Dana reached out and said, "Hey, my other band's coming through," so we ended up playing with them. Agreed to play the show, and then we realized like a couple weeks before that the very same night we were playing, was that band off was also playing. Oh, what? And they like I don't think father. I don't think they've ever fucking been. I don't. I don't think they've been to Edmonton before. So, anyways, you can imagine what the turnout was. But (laughs) you know what's so funny, dude? I've heard this this same story from Matt Matterall about about trying to compete with off. Oh man, we lost. We lost heavily. (laughs) <laughs> and it's funny too because like my bass player was like it's like oh fuck like who even likes off and like a lot of people like off he's like oh this will still be a good turn nope no. <laughs> off won won that battle quite handily so buddy of mine man, went to that and he's like it was wall-to-wall people like everyone was stoked on off <laughs> i love dead end driving but i definitely would have been at off that night <laughs> i i think they would have been there <laughs> if they could doa is the canadian version of off in the sense that wherever you're playing a show if you're on tour doa was playing a show like in a town nearby but the same night as you like no matter where you go they will chase you around this country if you let them honestly they're relentless man yeah no it's it's never ending i yeah i mean i'd love to be that band wouldn't you love to be like the annoying like boomer band that's just like screwing over every local kid trying to follow his dream <laughs> Well, oh, he did, yeah. they did have a bunch of local openers because it's kind of a festival. So nice. Yeah. They always throw yeah. a little bone if we yeah throw a little there. bone. The answer no, is yes. yes. No beef with you. <laughs> and yesterday, I was actually wearing my dead end driving shirt, and my uh, two almost three year old daughter was looking at, it and she points. There's a little dude riding on a lion or something, and says. What is it? Born to shred with existential dread or something. It's, it's That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and she looks at points at the guy and she's like, what's that guy's name again? Like, yeah, I don't know what his name is. No, dude, I, I was Monopoly? also wearing my dead end driving shirt the other day, but that's because uh, I'm painting. So I didn't, you know, <laughs> I wanted to wear something that I wasn't too attached to that kind of thing. <laughs> see mine. You know how you always you buy shirts. I can see you're wearing a full mind shirt. You mm-hmm. put all the shirts of all your buddies and all the bands you play with, and then there's certain bands that like they just keep the softness, and they just there's just like four yes. of them out of the three hundred you own that just keep getting worn. And the dead end driving's one of them. It's still nice and soft and comfortable. So, doesn't that make sense though? They're like those guys <laughs> that like they like like good things, which is the most <laughs> annoying quality in a person. Like they think that like good music is good, which is wrong. Yeah. Bad music is good. 
the fact that I even like them at all is like me really going outside my comfort zone. I, when I first listened to Dead End Driving, I'm like, this, this, this isn't punk rock. This is like some indie rock band, you know? And uh, I, Matt Earl, to my face, told me quite recently that he didn't want to like the Die Job album. <laughs> and it, be, it became one of his favorite albums. So, you know, I, I don't know what. That's to say, the ultimate compliment. I didn't want yeah, to like the thing this. that you put your whole heart and identity into, <laughs> but against all odds, I did. Like that is that is the ultimate compliment. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's good people in the world and there's bad people, and me and Matt are both bad. So maybe it's kind of like a Joker <laughs> and Batman situation, and we kind of we've accepted each other at this point. But it's uh, I definitely went kicking and screaming into be you know them becoming one of my favorite bands. <laughs> yeah, I liked them right away. Well, you know, that's because you're a hipster. <laughs> it's true. You can tell by the thick glasses. Exactly. And bad, and bad haircut. <laughs> I know those aren't restrictions. Exactly. They're sure. all, all style. You don't need those. <laughs> I ordered these off the internet, and they're way bigger than I thought they were going to be. But my yeah. mom, my 67, whatever she is, old mom, was like, big's in now. You'll grow into them. <laughs> my head doesn't need to get bigger. Say that. <laughs> all you folks at home, you're missing out. My jumbo melon and... Ties naked now. It's, it's I great. just, I just, I was got sick of glasses, so I had an eyeball removal surgery. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah, I got no eyes now. You don't need them. Are you guys scared of uh, on account of the way I look? now? No, no. I like that when they say like, "Don't stare into the abyss, or it'll stare back." I actually disagree. Stare into the abyss; it'll stare back. I'm into it, honestly, dude. I. I'm I'm just happy that the, like that you have a couple extra holes, you know what I mean? Because that's what I value in a person. Hey, you know, turn you turn the lights out, whatever. We did a <laughs> we did a short tour with uh, our buddies from Lost Planet Airmen, a really good Winnipeg band, and Taylor's probably listening right now, so shout out Taylor and uh, Bryce, their drummer, hilarious guy. He has I can't remember what he said it is, but he has something with his eyes where he doesn't have uh, pupils. Like it's just, what? but it doesn't have the little black things in the middle. And he said he's one of like, I can't remember the percentage. It's in the same number. Like he's one of like 500 people in the world or something. And like, because you don't notice it. Then you actually look, it's like, holy fuck, he doesn't. It's crazy. Can, so. he, can he see? I think so. He says his, his vision's weird, but he's just used to it. <laughs> he also smokes <laughs> a lot of weed and drank a lot of, a lot of booze on that trip. So uh-huh. we had a good time. He didn't miss a note on the drums though. Hell of a, hell of a guy. Lots, it's lots so of good that there's not there's not someone scientifically checking this podcast because that sounds so <laughs> fucking made up to me, man. But I'm just gonna trust you. Yeah, yeah. And I should I, also, I should send I him a link right now and get him to call. But him. I don't want to offend him. So we yeah, exactly. <laughs> can, I should should I call him right now and tell him to hop on the call and explain? Are you about to? Are you about to do the thing that our one guest did? And you, you know, get him on. Call him up. Call him up. I'll do it. I'll do it. How do I get the link? Try it out. I've ran out of stories, so we need we need something. Ty, Ty, get your first, or should we do a pressure cooker first? Yeah, don't call, don't call him. Let's just <laughs> pressure cooker. <laughs> <and> move on. <laughs> um, you know, we got two games to play. Whatever. He, was, right, let's go. he was on the show once, and we fucked it up, and I had to do it again, and he wasn't on it the second time. So, God, oh, damn, he'll, he'll get his other moment. So, in picture we did this whole interview. But then Josh texts you while he's shitting 10 minutes later. And he said, <laughs> he says, um, sorry, it wasn't recording. So we have to do the interview. That's not what happened. I recorded, but there was something fucked with my voice and it was yeah. all faulty. Dude, this is a really strange story to gloss over. I'm going to try to like just kind of rapid fire it at you. 
but this is true. I don't, you know, this isn't something that um, I wanted to happen. I don't even really think it's that fun of an anecdote, but the, the startling reality of trying to have a podcast with you two, I, okay. So I, I guess I didn't have zoom on my phone. I tried to download it. And then instead, when I went to the settings to um, allow camera access to zoom, I went into something called ultra zoom where I couldn't see anything. Everything on my phone was zoomed in. So I couldn't see anything. And then while trying to shut my phone off, I SOS called the police. <laughs> Holy shit. This podcast, this podcast started 20 minutes late because I was on the phone with um, some very nice woman who has got herself wrapped up in some really questionable company because she was doing 911 operating. And she goes, hello, sir, sir. She must've been saying sir for like 50. I didn't realize I was even on the phone with them. And I go, hello. And she goes, where are you? What is your emergency? Like, oh fuck. And I just moved into a new place. So she was asking me what my address was and I didn't know it, dude. And I get clammy around authority. So like, I rolled into this podcast, like just fresh after talking to the Popo and, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I would, I would love to just imagine she's like, what's your emergency? And the, if you had to said, just like, uh, I'm trying to do a podcast. I did. That's what I, said. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm oh trying to do a podcast and I fucked it all up. I'm sorry. That's Man, you're bad. lucky they can fucking find you for that because you're like wasting their resources. No, callbacks happen all the time. As long as you explain, they just get pissed when they call back and you don't answer. And right. they send oh, a right. cop to your house because they think someone's We don't avoided. want that. Yeah. Fair enough. No, you guys are lucky. This has been really great. Your opening act was me talking to the police. I was. It was a very <laughs> welcome <laughs> experience talking to you two. Oh my God. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Well, let's, uh, let's roll into the next thing. We won't call Bryce this time, but... Uh... <laughs> We'll get him next time. So, uh, yeah, so this is a little game. It's a li- kind of like a family feud style rapid fire. You, technically, it's not timed, but pretend it's timed. I'm going to read oh, you yeah. 10 questions. Don't even think about it. The first thing that comes to your mind, you spit it out. So what is it called, okay. Ty? Can you take the pressure? It's the pressure cooker. All right, are you ready, Cyrus? I'm so fucking ready. Let's go. All right, here we go. Goosebumps or or are you afraid of the dark? Goosebumps. Who's your favorite little rascal? <laughs> uh, I don't know any of them. I guess the the broad, the chick that wasn't allowed in the treehouse. <laughs> uh, what was the first song you ever covered with a band? Holy shit! Oh, uh, oh man, I probably. Red jumpsuits apparatuses, like acoustic, very like sappy, like you're mine, you're mine, my, my, my. <laughs> and that was my friend's idea, not me. Am I am I answering this rapidly enough? <laughs> <laughs> not really, but I love it. Uh, what's the capital of Wisconsin? Your mom. <laughs> Who is the best black flag singer? Oh, Keith Morris. Jesus, come on, <laughs> what are we doing? Here? Marvel or DC? I'm going to go DC because I love the core. Um, what's the worst film franchise? Probably Marvel. Probably like everything they've been doing. 
<laughs> Dear God, man, settle down. Uh, where's the weirdest place you've ever pooped? Um, in my pants as an adult two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm gonna circle back to that. And the last question: Eminem or Insane Clown Posse? <laughs> Come on, man! You gotta go with my boy Slim Shady. Goddamn, man! <laughs> my words are like a jagged edge. They'll stab you in the head, whether you're at. All right, that concludes. That, that's criminal, brother. Another rendition of the pressure cooker. You did well. You did well. Let's, oh my uh, let's, god! Let's circle back and see uh, what uh, when you buckled under the pressure cooker. Um. All right, goosebumps. Are you afraid of the dark? Pick goosebumps. That's interesting. I think are you afraid of the dark's better personally, but I do. Are you afraid of the dark? Was a a television show, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking because the they, the goosebumps was a a book, obviously. So, I actually so like full disclosure. I never read any goosebumps stuff. I was so um just like looking for any like just the most twisted depraved unusual shit at such a young age that the first full novel i read was pet cemetery and and i was and i was i guess i was nine or eight or nine or something so so you skipped the young adult shit you were looking for good stuff something a little bit harder that then you could find it and he skipped fair he skipped he skipped goosebumps skipped fear street Went right up to fucking Steve. Goosebumps was stuff. also a TV show, just to let you guys know, around it the was. same time. And as a, as a, I'm gonna throw the fucking theme song in the background right now while we're talking. Cause <laughs> it's a fucking banger. I got, but I do like I do. I got. Um, I guess I just I respect the hustle of introducing children to horror. So I went with my boy R.L. Stein, though I'm not actually familiar with his work, to be real. Man knows how to deal with the pressure. I, I like remember I, you, you were given two <laughs> options and you said, fuck that. I'm going for a third did, option. Did, <laughs> no, wait. Okay, no, wait. R.L. Stein wrote. Yeah, that is Whatever. Case. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> no, you just, Stephen King. You're right. Third option. King yeah. or My Stevie you, boy. Uh, you just reminded me of, I don't know what the fuck it was when I was a kid. I was watching something and there was like, it's really smug couple and they were talking about goosebumps and they're like, R.L. Stein, or as we like to call him. Frankenstein <laughs> like did this smug look at the camera and I was like what that's not even a good fucking fuck. that was like when uh is that Chris because Chris... he steals a bunch of different stuff and kind of amalgamates know. it I'm trying to figure out the burn I don't know no they were like it was a compliment like he was oh, oh good oh he was okay. a big, all big right. scary man but I don't know I just thought like that's not good at all that was like when Chris Christie I don't know that heavy set politician Republican guy I was trying to lip off I'm Trump familiar and... with his work yes yeah and then he's like People are gonna start calling you Donald Duck, and like you thought it was like this huge <laughs> burn, and everyone's like, "Dude, that's not good. That's terrible." Oh, no, I know. Say what you want. Say what you want, but the Trumpster dude, it's like he's a he's a pretty proficient stand-up comedian, and and politicians are not funny. Please don't no. try, man. God damn it. No, not at all. They're all too self-aware, but Trump's uh-huh. just his own beast. But anyways, that's actually a um, fair assessment. Yeah, they probably are. Um. Who's your favorite little rascal? Um, this reminds me of if you ever watched that movie Tommy Boy, where he busts. One of my, I mean, hey, come on, let's go. <laughs> when Chris he busts, uh, one, of my, one of my boys. When he busts David Spade watching that girl, and he's like, "What's your favorite little rascal? Alfalfa or Spanky?" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I love that movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and Ty, while you were peeing or whatever you're doing, he was uh. He was singing some red jumpsuit apparatus as the first song he ever covered. It was listen, man. Quite nice. I, 
I, I, listen, I'm not trying to project any kind of uh, cool image upon myself. I apologize that my introduction to punk rock was the coolest thing ever. I wasn't trying. Okay. <laughs> just, because my ta- just because my taste is impeccable, just because the violent, <laughs> violent femmes are, you know, oh, the yeah. underdogs that uh, basically I was shouting out at, at seven years old. It doesn't mean that I was um, um, immune to some of the uh, cringier aspects of much music culture. And, um, you know, I don't know. Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, maybe if we revisited, it was dope. But my memories of that come along with a little bit of shame. So thank you for dragging that out of me. All right? <laughs> yeah. I never I really listened to that. Is, but is that, is that I, remember the, I remember the band. Um, I remember I worked with a guy. I said that was his favorite band, and I was a little asshole. And I, I'd be like, oh, Red Swimsuit Competition? And you're just saying dumb shit like that. And he'd be like, no, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Know, it's a better ass. name. Red Swimsuit Competition <laughs> is far better. That's the Um Capital of Wisconsin is Madison. It's actually where uh, Chris Farley's from. Fun Agree fact. to disagree. <laughs> um, Sustain. Black, sing- Black Flag Singer. He says uh, Keith Morris, obviously. Who do you think? <clears throat> Who's the best Black Flag Singer there? Ty. Uh, I don't know. The first one. I'm, I'm not a big Black Flag guy. If I can... That's Keith. You're on yeah, the right side Keith. of history. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Nervous Breakdown might be my favorite piece of recorded music ever. It's uh, just an EP. It's seven songs in like five minutes. And if you listen to it, it sounds timeless. It sounds like it could have been from the 30s in a weird way. Like it sounds like it could be like if you like threw that in with Billie Holiday, that like scratchy quality to it. You go, oh, I guess this was the first music ever recorded. (laughs) Or or it could sound like, you know, the the next um, best thing that's going to revitalize punk rock music. I love every area of, of, of Black Flag, even the weird spoken word shit with Henry Rollins just talking about murdering helpless slugs. And then the other, there's like strange jazz core influence shit. But uh, come Hashtag on, man. Police. What was the one? The, the Family Man or whatever that song you had? Or... Family Man with your <laughs> Christmas lights already up. Family Man. I'm, co- I'm coming. To... Okay. I don't know if you want. Okay. okay. I'm coming to I want you to do the whole song right now. What's easier to come to, Henry Rollins' spoken word or Jello Biafra? Yeah. Talking to your mic, buddy. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> Which one is easier to come to, Henry Rollins' spoken word or Jello Biafra's? Oh, my God. I love Jello Biafra. Ah! But... <laughs> Jello. His spoken word to... makes my dick crawl inside of me. It's just a hole in a ball sack. I don't, you know. And here's the thing. It's actually pretty good, but it's it's sexless. It has the, the, the sex appeal of a school bus fire. It's fucking, there's nothing sexy about it. Hole in a ball sack. I like <laughs> that's that That's the Poop Narc's first hit single. Oh, my Poop God. Hole in a ball sack. Well, that's good. Did, did we just make a fuck band called the Poop Narc's? The three we might have. I'm in. All right. <laughs> um, Weirdest place you've ever pooped? You said in your pants two weeks ago. So if you want Damn to tell it. that story, you don't have to. Well, you can keep that. Yeah, you don't got to be. A, I didn't mean to be a poop narc here, like Ty. No, I know, but that is kind of the theme that we're rolling. <laughs> Shit with blamer. Place. I I should preface this by saying that uh, there's something about me that's a little bit finicky. Um, I don't enjoy like if somebody rips a fart in front of me, the normal like illicit reaction would be like wall-to-wall laughs you like pick him up on your shoulders you carry him out there you dump gatorade on his head like it's a celebration 
but for me it's always really bothered me i'm not like a really a shit guy you know what i mean and like my <laughs> my sense of humor is completely depraved and completely like beyond the pale of good taste and I, honestly like you know for a while there i was seeking help and then i just had to accept that like yeah you know not everybody's gonna enjoy my brand of humor and uh, i understand that i'm wrong it's like lag wagon and the entire time i've been like i don't know lag wagon doesn't do anything for me and people go like yeah but like shitting and farting that's a hoot right i go no it's kind of inconvenient you stuck up my room i don't really enjoy it but i will <laughs> say also um as someone that drinks uh whiskey like it's kool-aid my bowels are a little bit um unpredictable <laughs> let me say that all right this is a funny story for you guys not for me to me this is a very clinical scientific conversation all right we've all been there man we've all to yeah. told stories about shitting our pants on podcasts it's all good all I'm right well if this is a safe it. space and this is kind of like yes. a support group we have we have Sometimes, sometimes you just, you know, you think it's going to be one thing and it ends up being a different thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, and if you're lucky, you're somewhere like, you know, near uh, clothing. The, the, the thing from two weeks ago isn't even really that exciting. The most exciting, and because you guys bring this out of me, here we go. The most I'll, tell exciting, mine, I'll tell mine after if you, if you can right. do it and if Josh can do it. Well, let's talk the most exciting shit stories we have then, because here okay. we are. Okay. Um, when I was in kindergarten, uh, I had a girlfriend. No big deal. I'm not trying to brag. It's fine. But we got we got married underneath the uh, uh, the slide, and she was fairly domineering. That might be my type. I'm not sure, but she was like, "You're my boyfriend, so you have to give me your chocolate milk." She was all like, "Yeah." So she was constantly ro like robbing me of not only my dignity, but like you know the lunch that my loving mother packed for me, and I was like. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, love prevails, right? I guess like she is my girlfriend, so fuck it. Um, so we had this this storied romance um, for you know a couple of months in kindergarten, and um, her name was Medina. I know, sexy name, right? Mm hmm. She grew up, and I was seventeen, and she was seventeen, and I I came back to Nelson, and I go like, all right, we might as well at least get some closure. And meet up again and see, you know, I don't know, maybe we were right. Maybe we were ahead of our time. Maybe this love could blossom into something beautiful. And I met her at uh, the park in Nelson. And uh, there's like a little like, burger stand and there's like the, the Kootenai River. Like, it's a beautiful fucking place. And um, I was like waiting for her to show up. And uh, my stomach started to make these like unholy, like satanic, like, ancient latin kind of sounds like <laughs> if you if you've had sleep apnea if that's what you hear it was, it was coming from my stomach and uh i was like uh-oh i better go completely evacuate my entire soul before medina shows up and i went to go knock like like open up the door of the public bathroom and it was locked and said out of order <laughs> and i just stood there with my hand on the doorknob and chat myself like a complete doorknob. I became the doorknob. And um, I mean, what do you do at that point, man? I had, you know what I did? I left her at the altar. I had to run away and I never explained why I stood her up <laughs> all these years later. Medina, you know, if you're listening, you finally get closure. <laughs> yeah. He pooped yeah. his pants and had to abort mission. <laughs> you didn't deserve that, Medina. You didn't. 
That is amazing. Yeah. Nobody can top that story, so unless you can, no, I definitely no, can. No, I can't. I'm not going to try and top it, but I'm just I'm just thinking, you're saying you guys were like 17. Was this set up on MSN Messenger? Because it's giving me vibes that you all talked on MSN Messenger and we're like, we're going to meet. 100 fucking percent. It had to have been, right? <laughs> yeah. She nudged you and it was, it was love. Oh, dude. That was that was that was the renaissance. That was the best form of social media, right? Because you yeah. could just like get on there. There'd be someone that you were afraid to talk to at school, and yeah. you'd be like, "You should hate yourself. You should kill yourself. Fuck you." And then sometimes they would. The golden era, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it was super fun. We all had a great time. I definitely yeah, put my put my name as emo lyrics a few times. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say? So I definitely put my name as like probably modest mouse lyrics back then. <laughs> oh, totally. That's amazing. <laughs> All yeah, right, man. let's uh let's let's play your game, Ty, and let's okay. let him get back I, to his dog fighting ring. I, I got a I got a short yes. game. It's only 15 questions long. That is short. Oh god. My dick is only 15 inches long. Short. All right, anyways. Perfect. Go. Okay. So Cyrus, we all have a die job, and most of us have a day job. This game is about job titles. I'm going to give a job title and then two possible definitions. One of them, one of which has been made up by me. Some okay. of them are current and some of them are from the days of yore. This game is uh -huh. for you and Josh. Since you're our guest, okay. you'll be able to answer first each time. So are y'all ready? I'm already confused. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Okay. So this is a job title. Uh, a Diddy Bopper. Uh, is that a swing dance instructor or a Morse code technician? It's what that, uh, the profession of that dude that was like, what the fuck is up, Denny's? You know that screamo <laughs> man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So singer? Yes, let's go with that. Josh? You, let's, go Morse, let's go Morse, Morse code. Well, let me pull out my little pen and my pad here. So congratulations, Josh. Yes. A Diddy Bopper is a Morse code technician. Rigged. <laughs> Fair enough. You two we'll have see. met each other before. This is all pre <laughs> Josh also chose from the two answers available. Just going for it. <laughs> um, okay, so a character. Said he was confused. <laughs> I am. I still am. Okay, so this is the name of a job. Um, uh, it's a character. So is a character a person who specializes in the curation of diamonds, or is it a man who improves the condition of felt hats? You know what? I was gonna go um, with the obvious answer of a man that grows carrots, but I'm gonna go with my gut on this and say that it's somehow felt hat related. Okay, Josh. I'm gonna go with the, with the diamonds. Okay, so. Congratulations, Cyrus. Yes, it is a man who improves the condition of, of felt hats, a character. I knew it. You didn't know it. Question number three. A farrier. Somebody who works on a commercial transport boat or someone who shaves the hooves of horses. A farrier? Yes. Um, well, uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that, um, you know, whether or not uh, either of us are bisexual, I think that I've probably had nights that were a little bit fairier than you. I don't know. I've just lived a storied life. Um, but I'm going to go with um, the first one because I can't remember which ones they were. Let's go number one. With the boat. You want to go with the boat, okay? I want to uh, go with the I'll go with, I'll go with the horses. Okay, so Josh, again, 
And uh, that's two to one, Cyrus to Josh. You it's know, still early. It's still <laughs> early. Get in there, get competitive because there's 15 of these questions. Okay. But no, you guys are killing it. So, <laughs> num num and uh, number four. Okay, Tug Master, the Tug Master. Ah, uh, yes. A recipient <laughs> of the International Tug of War Championship Award, or a person responsible for the safe op operation of a tug vessel. Wow! God damn it, man. Um, well, I know this one because my family, we uh, we were basically born on the sea. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, it's, def it's definitely, once again, boat related. That's probably most of these answers are. I think he's right. Okay, so you're both right. Uh, you know, the tug master is a person responsible for the op safe operation of a tug vessel. But then again, really, isn't every man responsible for the safe operation of his own tug vessel? I mean. True. Moment of silence here. Crickets. All right. Fucking crickets. <laughs> okay. Number, no, there will be music involved in this, hopefully. But number six, uh, wet leisure attendant, a lifeguard or a spa employee? A spa employee, 100%. Right Hands down. Final answer. And it is indeed a lifeguard. Knew it. You got a point. Um, okay. Oh, wait, that was you? <laughs> you said the other one. Yeah, you Shit. said the other one. Um, number question number fucking whatever this is I'm getting confused here. Administ ad, administratrix, a female administrator of an estate, or a computer code specialist administratrix. First of all, um, the fact that it's number one is sexist, but true. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with the computer one. Well. Cyrus is right, sad but true. It's number one, a female administrator of an estate. This is the world we're living in. Damn shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're, we're kind of at the halfway point here. Um, oh, wait. You got that one, too. I'm, I'm notoriously the, bad. The producer's it. getting the big, the big fucking hook, so we got to get this moving. <laughs> this has been flying by. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Pigman, a day laborer or a crockery dealer? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? Pigman. Pigman. Holy shit. Um, all right. Let's go uh, day labor. Seems like a down-to-earth kind of job. Seems like a, a man-to-people kind of thing. I'll go with the other one. Let's get some separation. You know what? I'm starting to realize I never highlighted which of these answers are true. Um, it doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a crock, it's a crockery dealer. I remember Listen, that. man. It's about the journey, not the destination. Thank you. I appreciate that. We size. always like to say we are definitely definitely peddlers of misinformation. It's all harmless, mm -hmm. but we fucking are full of shit on the show. So that's all what right. podcasts are. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and move this along. Number ten, uh, Alvaginarius. Alvaginarius, a player of clay flutes or a scabbard maker. God damn it, dude. First of all, I thought this was a family show. That's kind of what I signed up for. But I'm going to go with the, um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, scab maker. I'll do the first one. Uh, it, it is indeed a scabbard maker, vaginarius. Mm. So uh, a chiffonier. Is it a wake maker or a pastry chef? Pastry chef. Chiffonier. Well, it sounds French. Um, it definitely sounds gay. I'm going to go with uh, the gayest of all baked goods, 
and I'm gonna go with the pastry one. Gosh, I'll go with the wig maker. Wait, is that just right. mean baked goods? Pastries? <laughs> the pastries? Yeah. Josh, is? you got the wig maker. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay, number 12. Kellogg. Is it a person who slaughters pigs or a Christian monastery dweller? <laughs> These can't be real. I'm going to go with the pig slayer. What about the Christian? It's a pig slayer. <laughs> That's what pig they name the fucking cereals company after? I, I guess. The pig pig's blood so many pigs died. Make oh, these yeah. cornflakes. All right, here's the here's the last question, barring a tie, which could happen. I'm not sure here. Uh, snob scat. Is that a shoe repairer or a reviewer of German pornography? Snob scat. I really hope it's the German pornography one. So I'm gonna be an optimist and say that. I'll go with that just because I also want it to be that. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> We're okay, dreamers. You're both wrong. I'm going to tally up your points. I knew it. <laughs> God damn it. I was just hoping there was a job that I could actually dream. aspire to be that I might not want to kill myself doing. Snob Scott? Oh, totally. I thought about it. Take it uh, back, man. Take that word okay, back. So y'all are tied at six, so I got one tiebreaker question for you right now. All right. All right. So a effects. Is that a butcher or a satanic priest? Carnifex? Carnifex, Carnifex, Carnifex. <laughs> Let's go Satan on this one. Final answer. I'll go the other one just to get, get a winner here. Well, the show isn't fixed, but the house always fucking wins. Josh, you got it correct. Mm-hmm. I'm on it, a winning streak. It, it, it was too good to be true. If Carnifex was really a satanic preacher, there'd be like... Uh, 1100 bad metal bands called Carnifix, <laughs> and I've never heard of any of them. Dude, come on, it's Butcher. You know, there's got to be a few anyway. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that uh, another successful batch of games. Um, unfortunately, we're getting we're running a little long here, so there's a million I things it. I could ask you because I've, I've enjoyed this talk a lot. But um, I'm gonna give you one last uh, platform here to shout out all your projects shit you got coming up. This is going to air on next uh, February. What is that? The 16th. So anything you want to hype, go ahead. The floor is yours. If you like dark comedy and happy little melodies, if you like shit talking, if you like wordplay, if you respect music that gets stuck in your head whether you like it or not if you at the core of your soul understand that there's something intrinsically wrong with the way that our society is set up and you need a vehicle to scream out about it but you still want it to kind of i don't know maybe sound like a jingle that could sell toothpaste if it needed to listen to my band die job it's my heart. It's my soul. It's my die job. I will be doing it until I die. Also, if you like funny costumes, listen to You Big Idiot. <laughs> Amazing words to wrap this up. So you can choose one last song, buddy, and we're going to let you mosey on into the Well, it, it depends. Are, are you going to play any of like my band's music? You know, it's funny. Last episode, one of your songs did get played by, so you can thank Danny Boy from the core. 
Oh yeah. Oh. But but we probably will play if you don't pick anything. We'll put, we'll play it. Well, speaking of my uh, my lover and my brother, which is fine these days because it's 2024. Let me play my favorite core song, which is silly because they keep on writing songs that I do know are better than this. I really do. I understand that they've been progressing as a band, but the song that holds um, the place in my heart, the dearest and closest, will probably always be Bourgeois Z by the Mighty Core, one of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, yeah, we can do that. All right. Thanks a lot, buddy. Hope you enjoyed your chat and we're going to have to get you back on because we didn't even like really do a deep dive into your actual band. We just just talk shit for fucking an hour, but I love it. I know. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm long winded. Let's, uh, you know, we'll get back together and uh, maybe I'll try to, you know, face the podcast. Like it's a speed round the entire time and give you more (laughs) like one word answers. But I had a fucking blast, man. I'm such a big fan of both of, uh, of your guys' ethos. And uh, it was a fucking blast, man. Peace, love, punk rock, Norm MacDonald forever. And thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, buddy. You'll have to come back. We Anytime, will, uh, man. We'll touch base after your tours. I'm sure, sure you'll have some funny stories to, to bring back to the pod. So, okay, yeah, right. Cheers, buddy. All right. Talk let's play, play a soft core. Fall away from the Emerald Tower. Do you see no room for us? We must get starry seas for power and reclaim our true purpose. Fall away from the Emerald Tower. Do you see no room for us? We must get starry seas for power and reclaim our true purpose. I never fucking wanted anything. Your grip and suffocates is painted ring. You call it hope, I call it slavery. It's time to see what working men can bring. I see change. In the form of a bullet, I see change. I thought I'd just seen about everything. I just request about what fear can bring. The orange light decides our destiny. In the end, just a fucking tragedy. I see death with the drop of a ballot. I see death. If I could only get to even. Trying to wipe up all the sand This whole time my neck is where it's been I hesitate to gently rub my eyes Don't think I'll like this surprise A power that I cannot understand It won't be safe inside my head We're going extinct inside your head Fall away from the Emerald Tower Do you see no room for us? We must get sorry seas for power Reclaim our true purpose Fall away from the Emerald Tower Chasing no room for us We must get starting seas for power And reclaim our true purpose (laughs) 
Yo, what up, everybody? My name is Cyrus Bryant. I make up songs in a band called Die Job. I play other people's songs in a band called You Big Idiot. And more importantly, I run a dog fighting ring. Neither of these dogs are my dogs, but, you know, money talks. And you're listening to Denim Radio. <laughs> and that's going to be a wrap. All right, Cyrus. What a guy, what a guy, what a guy. Oy uh, vey. It's too bad that we had to cut it short. I know you're going to be like, short? That's like two hours long. But we, we, he stuck around afterwards and we exchanged poop stories. And uh, it, was, it was a great time. We'll have to... The after party was sick on this one. <laughs> yeah, we went to the afters and there was a lot of poop. And then some puke. So, you know, we, this variety is the spice of life, as they say. Poop and puke. It's the way we roll. <laughs> but yeah, we hope you guys uh, enjoyed that little chat. I mean, check out their record out on Kinda Cool Records um, and up on all the streaming services. And yeah, support local bands, goofballs like us that are just you know hanging out, rocking out, making it work the best they can. Some of our some of our buddies are able to do it a little more professionally and often. Some of us got families and careers and whatnot you're a business owner so you can't take off from months at a time at this point in your life but you know what we, we get it in we make it count when we can i've been thinking about just starting to smoke meth and podcast full-time <laughs> okay so what you do all day is go find the sponsors you get enough sponsors <laughs> that we can actually make some money off this and if you're listening and you want to sponsor us generate <laughs> podcast okay you know jk jk <laughs> Okay, so just smoke the meth then. Don't worry about getting the sponsors. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I don't know. Enjoyed that talk. So, well, definitely. I mean, the, the, uh, I can't think of anybody that we've had where like the, the olive branch isn't still out there and like, come on back. I mean, we want to, we're a pretty young podcast to be doing the repeat, repeat offenders, but, uh, I still would do it <laughs> if somebody went really uh, dying to come back on. I, yeah, and no, but like we always have these great conversations, and at the end we say, "Hey, come back whenever you want." Can you imagine how weird it would be if somebody messaged us like the week after the podcast and they were we'll like, "Come back on." Okay, I want to come back on. <laughs> well, I remember when I did my old show. You know, like I, I was doing it. I think biweekly, so every two weeks, and I found that was. You know, at the time, I, I had more other stuff going on, and it was just, I was able to do that a little easier. Even a week, like we're gonna have to take, we have to take some some breaks or whatever over the summer, and give ourselves a break so we don't burn out. But I remember one band was like, you know, they had released an album where they were hyped, so they're more. I mean, I, I, I still see their name pop up, so I think they're doing pretty well now. But at the time, they were pretty unknown. And I was like, okay, cool, chatted with them, it was fine, I had a good time. But then it's like they, yeah, it was like couple months later they're like hey we got a new song like we're ready to come back on is this like oh you know like i we're we're booked like no cool, <laughs> cool your jets on. turbo <laughs> yeah so i'm not i'm not hating them and i mean that maybe a, there would have been a time where it's made sense but at the time i was like hey like you think i'm just like this you know you just come i'm not your holler back girl you just come to, come to me every time you have a small bit of news like <laughs> but yeah either way that's what I, that's what i do to you every day when i text message i i, I should i should i shouldn't bash letter. any band that's out there hustling trying to get trying to get coverage for their band because i mean i 
spam my shit around there so yeah no i'm just saying it's a hype it's a weird situation to think of right it's almost like a sketch comedy thing or something could you just imagine that like get, get the you up fucking message from cyrus next week <laughs> just like not even next week like tomorrow you know what i mean He's i had like, so much fun I'm, i want to come back on now yeah no now that we are honestly if it was cyrus we'd probably be like okay but you know well that you know what's once we get more of a People are more comfortable what we're doing. It's like someone can just message us and like send me that fucking link right now. <laughs> and then they just yeah. come on in. Fucking Honestly, I'm gonna put it out here right now. What we need is an intern. If you want to be involved in the podcast, okay. And Josh can cut all this if he wants, but if you want to be involved in the podcast, you could be an intern and help us promote it and book guests. And it, it would be great. I don't know. We don't have much to offer other than our goodwill. But I'm just going to let a second of silence go after I finish talking so I can be edited out cleanly. I'm not doing it. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> now and then we're always looking looking to work with people. So we'll see. I mean, if we have somebody to help edit, then I would totally be able to do this. But fuck, we could do two shows a week. If we had a producer. <laughs> True. But True. Why not three? Why not Zoybert? Yeah, I think... Uh, People have heard enough of my voice. I got a little break from you last episode. And they're probably like, that was nice. Fuck that guy. But, uh, and, and who knows? Does anyone even listen to this last conclusion of our episodes? You're missing out on some gold because I always take the funniest sounds Ty makes and make, throw them all at the end. So you should probably stick around to the end of the end of the end. The end is always the best. At least for me. <laughs> you say, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I, hear you. <laughs> I love it. That's going to be on your graves, your tombstone when you're Jesus, long gone. He's I already planning my grave. I hear you. I didn't right even know you were sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this I up. Hear so, you. <laughs> let's wrap this up. Um, yeah, upcoming shows, Trashed Ambulance Wise. We're on February 22nd. We're going to be playing with Mad Caddies. Um, I think today, today. While you're listening to this, we're going to be in High River playing a show. Hipless and What's the Plan? And yeah, that's all we need to talk about. For. And then, yeah, we'll be piecing out to Japan before you know it. As far as other high-end denim shit, um, what do you got coming up, bud? We got something. Uh, yeah, I got a fundraiser show with my band. Let's go on February 24th. Uh, in Kamloops at the FE Theater, All Ages. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Six band bill, market during the day, stand-up comedians in between bands and stuff. From what I hear, should be great, but I'm mostly excited for uh, you and being in Japan and going there. That's crazy, man. I'll, uh, I'll blaze the trail. It's funny because you're seeing all kinds of other bands announcing, like, obviously much bigger and probably more lucrative tours over there see belvedere announced and it's like you know they're not playing any of the same venues as us <laughs> that's probably i saw belvedere announced today and the first thing i did was go to your page and look at the dates i was like oh no i hope belvedere isn't doing japan in the <laughs> month or the same dates that trash you is. thankfully you're a few months apart there so yeah but even in march though like there's like the bomb pops or playing like a couple weeks after us or something no effects is doing like their punk and drublet shows like <laughs> they're definitely hopefully, you know they're, say, hopefully they're not pinching yen over there and they got they got money to come see some this little band from canada exactly i think they will i, I really think they will yeah 
I don't fucking care, man. I'm stoked all the bands that we've been seeing because like, they're starting to announce the individual shows. So yeah, check out Trashed Ambulance. And check out uh, highendandrecords.com. I'm going to get all the shows up on there as well. If you want to hear Spotify has them all. And uh, yeah, we've just been checking out the other bands that are announced and there's some hilarious ones. Banana Boy Heaven. <laughs> it's amazing. Chicken Nuggets. <laughs> stoked for all these bands. And then of course, the legendary Stone Leaks on a couple of the shows, which I'm stoked. And Valve awesome. Drive, shout out those dudes. They're the ones that uh, kind of introduced me to Pound Foolish Promotions, who is down to bring us over. So, some fucking wicked cool that's, skate that's, punk in Japan. That's what man. I love about fucking punk rock, man. But sometimes you just gotta send an email, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're talking to Ed the Sock, and the interview never airs. Man, the interview never airs. <laughs> part of us all. Part of us all. is part of us all. Okay, well, um, I think you got a request. We're finally getting requests for music, which makes yep. our job easier. I got a request from your personal honey bun, uh, honey bun. Ta- Taylor Lautner from the Lost Planet Airmen. My <laughs> my good buddy. You, did you know that I knew Taylor before you did? I'm pretty sure, unless you knew him from way back in the day. I chatted him up like a few years ago in 2018 or something. Anyway, oh. our buddy Taylor, he wants to hear Red Fang. Uh, prehistoric dog. We can do that. And I'm not salty. I'm not. I'm not. No, mad. I got to. Okay. I got to meet Tay on this. So I got added to like this Instagram group. I don't know if you ever get added to those. It's called the Coalition, and it was like all these bands coming together, and they're like, we're gonna make these playlists, and then we're all everybody's got to listen to the playlist, and blah 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 blah. And I initially got invited to it, and they were like. It's like, oh yeah, you need to invite, you need to play this playlist however many times a day, and you need to put this specific single as like your promoted song on Spotify. I was like, guys, I don't have time to do that. Like, I'll I'll listen to shit, I'll I'll hype the best I can, but like not committing to that. And they're like, well, it's not fair to have you in here. So they're like, well, I gotta let you go. So I left. Or they booted me or whatever. Yeah, I was and then then I got a DM all of a sudden from (laughs) from Lost Planet and it was Taylor, and he's like, hey. It's like, I know he got kicked out of there, but uh, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to stay in touch. It's like, okay. So, yeah. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, they added me back in. They're like, yeah, nobody's really doing that. So, if you want to be in, you can. And, I don't know. I still get notifications from it. I haven't really paid much attention to it. I mean, I like the idea, but I just can't. I don't know. A lot of those, like, groups where it's, like, hype. It's just bands yelling into the void, I find. Nobody's actually listening no, I just, I just, I found, yeah, oh, of course, but I found Lost Planet Airmen like, you know, a few years ago and reached out to them because I thought they sounded cool. And, you know, and lo and behold, years later, they're on High M Denim Records and we're all doing a podcast and tours together. I just think it's cool, you know, small world, <laughs> small world punk rock is. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, we're definitely going to, they definitely got the, the tour bug now. And I know Taylor's listening right now. So <laughs> they're going to be coming back out. And yeah, they might have to go to BC. They might have to go. So they got to get themselves a, a steady bass player, though. Ozone's going to break down. He's he's an old mule. He can't be doing double duty all the time. I guess I don't need to be on the tour, but. Oh, we'll I can, see. I can, I can double them on bass, dude. I'm a bass There you go. Machine. Start learning their songs and get them, get them out to a BC tour. There we go. All right. Brought to you by Taylor. And this episode is brought to you by Pretty in Paint School. Check it the fuck out. All right. Until next time, this has been Denim Radio. And fuck you. Love you.
you think house painting's hard but it really ain't check out pretty and paint today carnifax 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 pigman pigman born to shred with existential dread or something pigman 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 that that's criminal brother no soundtracks for me no well, they come from rough circumstances. I'm, I'm just happy that, the, like, that you have a couple extra holes. Hell yeah.